Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Rantcast. Sorry we've been gone for a month, but uh, we have new and improved equipment. And so we are excited to talk about everything that's not the 2016 presidential election, which we end up doing talking about. But only, only briefly? Only briefly. Yes, we're, we're trying a new thing where we're timing ourselves. So I think that will keep us on topic. We'll, yep. see what, we'll see what happens. It's not like we're recording this after we've done this. So No, no. We obviously always record the intros before the podcast. I feel like podcast listeners, if you listen to enough podcasts, know that the intros are always done afterwards anyway. So Your face is always done afterwards. True. That's true. I feel like, I feel like we did forget a few things, though. I mean, I'm assuming that in the future, during our podcast, we will forget some things. Yes. Like... Fuck you, Flippo. Oh, yes, true. I, I have a feeling we might forget that. Yep. Uh, I think we, we also forgot Jugu at the end there. Oh, it's, yep. it's been a while. It's it has. While. It's been a while. It's been a while. So, yes, so this needs to end already. So uh, don't forget to uh, <laughs> subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a comment. We have three comments now, so that's great. But Oh, you're supposed to read it. Uh, is it a new one? If it's a new one, you're supposed to read it. Um, nope, still, still no new ones. Okay. Uh, still Remember, more. people, if you uh, give us a comment, uh, Jesse has to read it on the air. I will read whatever it says, Flippo. You know what you, know you want to write, so just get to it, you lazy yep. son of a bitch. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about um, uh, stuff, the, our travel bracket. We're going to talk about uh, some pop culture things, Great American Beer Festival, and then we're probably going to ramble about some things for a while. It's true. We talk about some books that we've been reading. Good old-fashioned books. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I mentioned this, but some of them are in paper form. Whoa. I don't read paper form books anymore. Well, you're the worst. I, I buy the books in paper form, put them on a shelf, and then read it on my Kindle. So Buy my book. <laughs> buy my book. Buy my book. Also, um, so yeah, so everyone go subscribe on iTunes, leave us a comment, and uh, everyone go... Rant9.com. Rant9.com. Go Rant9.com. Vote on the travel bracket. Also, read the Ringer article about why the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is not on Netflix. Let's get that on Netflix, people. Come on. And with that, to our theme song that uh, I still don't have the rights to use, but no one's complained because no one listens. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye now. Goodbye. Or hello. (laughs) Everything is catching, yes. Everything Oh, it is Wednesdays. Yes, whiny Wednesday. So I am drinking wine, boxed wine, because oh, the, the classiest of wines. Yes, it is. So, uh, you know what's great about boxed wine? Normally, if you open some white wine, you either have to finish all of it right then, or it will invariably go bad before you finish it. God forbid you wine, finish a bottle of wine. I know. Sometimes it's fine, but sometimes you don't want an entire bottle. Sometimes you just want a glass. Do you find do you find the box wine to be okay quality? It's actually not bad. Yeah, the black box and the Boda box are actually not bad as far as wines go. But I'm not like a wine connoisseur. Like I wouldn't be buying boxed whiskey, you know. But God, wine. Why isn't there boxed whiskey? At this time, right? <laughs> like, okay, okay. We need to delete this so yeah. that we can make boxed whiskey and some boxed whiskey. Okay. Boxed. Whiskey. Boxed whiskey. Boxed. So, uh, episode 37 brought to you by the future product of boxed whiskey. Yep. Actually, yep. boxed bourbon's better. It's got boxed alliteration. Better. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Nailed it. Yeah, alliteration. Triple B. Always triple good. B. Yeah. Yep.
Always good. I feel like if you're dealing with alcohol, you want it to be alliteration so it goes smoother, the person yep. saying it. And uh, this podcast is also brought to you by Blue Yeti Mics or whatever. The Blue Yeti Mic, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Jesse, for my birthday, got me uh, and Michelle, I mean, some unnamed other person, uh, gave me a wonderful mic. So that's why you can hear me more clearly. Yay. And you can't obnoxiously, you know, put it right up to your nose and breathe. That's what you think. (laughs) It's not as, it's not as, yeah. It's more of the way it gives you more freedom to, you know, look at your phone and other things. Yep. Uh, So it's just, it's just Chris and me, Jesse, today. Yep. So it's been two months, so I assume we don't have any listeners left anyway. So Well, it's, it's only been one month. The last one had been two months. That's true. So two and three months really is a more accurate description of what's going on here. I blame the Jewish holidays because then I'm busy and I can't, do, I, can't, I can't wrangle people as easily. But we're, we are going to try to keep ourselves to times tonight, so this episode will not be as long as some of our past ones, which have literally gone past an hour and a half. I think the last time it was just you and I, we hit an hour and a half. I think that's what happens. We just start uh, talking and talking and talking. So tonight, uh, we are going to try to stick to a schedule. And when we, if we go too long, we'll hear this sound. So we'll see if that actually works or not. And it also may just become a really, really annoying thing on our yeah. podcast. So I, I'm hoping our our listeners will, for the few seconds of annoyance that sound will make, they will enjoy the podcast more because we will not spend ten minutes talking on nothing, like how we're going to have a horn and a timer. So yep, exactly, excellent work so far. So uh, what are we drinking? I am drinking uh, Boda Box Box Wine. Um, for, because today is Whiny Wednesday. Uh, some of our listeners may remember us discussing this, but every Wednesday uh, we drink wine and uh, listen to jazz music or books on tape or some such books on listen tape. Listen to the jazz music. Um, do not turn on any TVs and attempt to not use uh, our phones either. So, yeah. how's, uh, that, how's that last part go? Oh, uh, it actually, most nights is pretty good. So we'll read books and whatnot. So, uh, yeah. Um, so that's what I'm drinking. I think it's a Riesling. Mm. Uh, honestly, it's uh, boxed white wine. I don't think there's a huge difference between one, one grape, one vintage versus. No, a- it's probably a mixture of things. Anyway, I it's 2016. Uh, it's a real good year. <laughs> good vintage. Good vintage. Uh, maybe it's the Jewish year, 2016. So it's a really old wine, like a 3,000-year-old wine. Uh, that'd probably just be dried sludge at this point. Yep. Anyway, I am drinking a Sam Am's Oktoberfest, my favorite of random Oktoberfest beers. So in a can, which, again, I'm kind of enjoying more than bottles at the moment, for yep. specific beers, at least. Bottles and cans and just clap your hands. That's right. They're easier to carry down the street from the liquor store. So Ah, do you, do you normally put them in uh, paper bags and uh, drink them down the street? Uh, no, I usually put them in my backpack, but you can't really put a six-pack of balls in a backpack very easily. So. Yeah, yeah. Or at least not the, like the, tw- the 12 one. Yeah. Well, uh, this conversation has been a complete waste of time. Yes, okay. Have we started the timer yet? Nope. I'm about, are okay. we ready to start? Yes, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. All, right. All right. First topic. 
the Great American Beer Festival. All right. So, yes, uh, last weekend, not this past, actually, two, you know what? It's fine. We went to Great American Beer Festival in Denver. Um, yes. There were all of the beers. Yes. There. How many How many total? Do you have that in front of oh, you? Oh, God. Um, it does not. Uh, 11 billion. Yeah. 11 billion beers and um, 11 million breweries. Yes. Um, breweries from every state. Yep. Um, uh, all the different uh, regions. Yes. Quite it's a bit. A, I mean, imagine the biggest convention center you've ever seen and fill it with beer. And that's pretty much what, what it's like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there are some great beers. We were able to find our that coffee Kolsch again, yes. which is exactly what it sounds like it would be. It's delightful. It's so delicious. I'm, and it was like... I mean, it took us all year to remember the name of the company mm. that made it, and then we refound it, and it was still as good. We thought maybe because we were so drunk, we didn't. We thought it was better than it was. No, it was. It was still delicious. It was still quite delicious. And uh, oh, um, trying to think. Oh, the barrel aged ten fifty from yes. Oscar Blues. That was a great beer. There were a lot yes. of great beers that we had. Um, there was a lot more. Um, I think this is my third time going. And there's a lot more sours than I would prefer. Yes. That seems to be the new, like, the people who all, everyone who made IPAs, some of them are moving to sours now, which is fine. Anyone can enjoy any kind of beer they like. Sours are not for me. I tried to, I tried to, I tried to drink every Saison and Kolsch I could find. So. Yeah, I, I, there was a sour IPA. I don't remember who made it, but that was an interesting, it was like, it, like my mouth couldn't decide which way it was going. Yeah. It's like last year, they didn't, I didn't see any this year. Last year, there were some coffee IPAs, which were, crazy it's um i mean it's, it's a it's a chaotic experience because mm-hmm. you're sort of just especially we keep going in groups so we're trying to we're trying to stick together we're trying to head to specific breweries yeah and uh you know doing a lot of walking and not as much walking as i expected it took me a lot longer to get to ten thousand steps than mm-hmm. i thought it would you thought it would yeah there were a lot of pumpkin beers but not as yep. many as we thought there would be but there were some there were some really good ones even there was some delicious. pumpkin hater yes some Yes. I mean, my go- my goal was to make sure I would try every pumpkin beer and that he would be in the vicinity while I tried it. Yes, and I, I felt pretty good about that. And so. I don't know how many times, but quite a few times, he told you to throw them in the garbage. Yes, and it was funny every single time. Every time. Shout out to the Lippiot family, our most loyal listeners. Yes, of which uh, two were with us. Yes, and, a- apart from Jeremy, of course. Yes. So uh, if you're listening, uh, good job on drinking beer. So one of the things that we checked out while we were there is this was a bar. Jesse, you may remember the name of it, but basically they give you a card and they just have a uh, draft wall and you go to it and you scan your card and you can get as little or as much of a particular beer as you want. So you can do your own little like tasters or do your own, you know, just try all kinds of different beers, which was a lot of fun. That that was really cool. I mean, I mean, for anyone listening who has, um, you know, been with a large group of people and you're trying to figure out where to go to dinner, um, you realize if no one's going to make a decision, you know, someone someone's got to take charge of that. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to find a place. Randomly found the place an open table, and it was really fun. So, oh yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. The the great thing is is that you know most of the time, especially when you go to like brew pub type places, service is rarely great. So. At least here, the food service was still a little slow. It's fine. Uh, but you could get your own beer. So, yep. you know, thumbs up. More places should do that. Allow you to get your own beer. 
for our Denver listeners, it was called the Beer Garden Keg and Kitchen uh, in the downtown Lodo region. I gotta say, Denver, you need to cut down on the name, your ridiculous names of neighborhoods. Stop it, okay? You mean like Soto Sopa? <laughs> Man, when I finally saw that episode, I was like, wow, they really do live in this area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because damn. Yeah, but, the, you know, the the uh, beer festival itself is great. You know, they have, you know, different events along, you know, all around it, inside and outside, but obviously the star, all the, all the beers there, you know, we got to see, we got to try at least one, uh, local to Oklahoma brewery Anthem was there and they had a, was a barrel aged, was it a quad or a triple? I think it was a triple. I think it was, I think you're right. I think it was a barrel aged triple, which was really good. That was, uh, Anthem. They make a good beer. I actually tried a, another one of their barrel aged. It was a gold nail this weekend. It was awesome as well. Was it the golden one? The golden one is uh, they didn't they didn't have it. I didn't think they had that at the beer festival. Maybe they're out of it. Um, it was listed in the uh, in the. That's actor. the one I now. That's the one that I tried. The the a barrel aged golden one was the one I tried this weekend, mm. which was really good. Uh, we did uh, in the past. We had done the evening session, and this time we did the afternoon one, where we got glass glasses instead of plastic glasses, which worried me for about the first hour. But mm-hmm. uh, we held on to them. Uh, yeah. Even when people did drop them, they did not break. Mm-hmm. You know, surprisingly enough. And um, then we got to you know, in this case, you get to pass out at nine p.m. instead of passing out at midnight. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but you know, it's it's always great getting to to try. You know, one of my favorite uh, breweries is Dogfish Head, which um, doesn't doesn't distribute here. And the places that it does distribute, you can usually only find, you know, maybe some of their IPAs or stuff like that. So what was fun was to try beers from breweries I know, but breweries I can never get a hold of or never see, even at, you know, bars and stuff like that. So that was one of the things that I really liked, like um, uh, Nuclearis. Yep. Nuclearis, the Nuclearis Spotted Cow is... Probably the best just regular drinking beer out there. It but so they, had, they had a bunch of other ones. They, they had a raspberry one that was pretty yeah. good. I mean, you know? I mean, it was funny. The, the, the new Glarus, you know, table had a long line that some people st- <laughs> some people went on the line. Some people did not go on the line. It just sort of worked itself out. Uh, Lines are there for a reason, okay? Okay. If the table people don't – if the, if, the, if the beer place doesn't enforce the line, then the line does not exist. People are just waiting in line for kicks. Um. I will say it, it was because of the beer fest a couple of years ago when I first went with Jared that I discovered that I liked Kolsch's and Saison. So it's a, it, if you can remember, it's a very interesting time to try different kinds of beers to see if you like them because one ounce is enough that even if you don't like it, you can you can still take it down and move on. Yeah, um, yeah. There, but yeah, there are there are all kinds of just interesting ones, and in that the fact is, I drink a lot. I wish I could give you a lot more specific beers that I tried or specific. I should have made. Didn't Michelle make a list? Uh, she did. I mean, I can go through the places we stopped. But what's weird is, like, I can see the breweries, but I can't. I can see the beers they had, but I can't see the beers we tried. Mm. Um, but a lot of pumpkin ales and Oktoberfests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were some good Oktoberfests. I, I always enjoy a good Oktoberfest. But um, you know, I always have to try Founders, even though Founders I can get here, and they really didn't have anything new that I hadn't tried before, but I really like the um, Sumatra Brown just because it is basically tastes like carbonated cold brew in beer form. It's, yeah. It is an amazing beer. 
also Denver itself and the state of Colorado already has so many microbrews, like just eating out the, the day before having some delicious beers. It was, it's really, it's a really cool beer spot. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There was some, we, uh, we went to a cat cafe, which I mean, always fun. And then yes. we went to like a bookstore bar yep. thing. It was also a lot of fun. We had a patio, a very uh, nice patio. The mm. cat cafe sadly did not have beer. It did not. That's all it needed. Although, you know what? I kind of get it. Let's be honest. Do you want a bunch of drunk people manhandling? I mean, well, they have children there, which is basically like having um, drunk people manhandling cats. Yeah. You know, and on the slight chance that the parent of the, the children who are in there is listening, there was a sign that says, kids, do not pick up cats. Yeah. There's a kid there. Seriously. Pick up a cat. Watch your children. Yeah. Not cool. Yeah. We, cat uh, cafes are not for children. They're for adults. That's right. So... Kids can go do other things, I guess. Yeah. We um, we did we did try we we did try a couple of the award winners. I was trying to remember which ones we had. We had the award winning pumpkin beer, right? Yeah. And I felt like everybody, even Jeremy, enjoyed that one. Yes. Well, it's funny. A lot of the award winners were finding out they won while we were while we were there during that session. So yeah, yeah, that was, that was kind of exciting. Some people were like, "Hey, we just heard we won." I was like, yeah. "All right, <laughs> congratulations." But honestly, any of the any of the the award winners we tried were all really good. So if if you want, download the uh, great the Great American Beer Festival app and just go to the award winner section and look for those beers, and you'll, yeah. you'll be happy. I mean, I don't think we have to sell people on the fact that the Great American Beer Festival is is awesome. But in case that you were on the fence, you should yeah. go. Oh yeah, definitely. It was it was good. We had we had a lot of fun in Denver, um, and we had we enjoyed the festival. There was a yeah. lot of good beer, so. It was good times. I will say uh, flying westward is much more enjoyable than flying back east, uh, <laughs> especially where the red eye is concerned. Oh, well, that was perfect. All right. So uh, it was just beginning to feel stale. So good job. Yep. Good job, timer. Good job. Uh, okay. So next, uh, on to the next topic. Uh, insert uh, segue here. Um, Coming up next. Coming up next on This Conversation Has Been a Complete Waste of Time. Uh, the Bracket Challenge. Yes. Speaking of traveling somewhere. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> so uh, if any of you have been to our website, um, FYI, listeners, we actually have a website. So um, if you uh, on rant9.com. Yep. We uh, have started our bracket challenge, which I I believe I don't know why I'm calling it bracket challenge. What, yeah, I don't know why either, but whatever. Uh, we have started our voting for our travel bracket. I believe we mentioned it on a prior podcast. Maybe, maybe not. We but, did. We did. We said it was coming. Okay, it finally came. Thank God. All over the internet. Um, so. You may may or may not remember, we had uh, 36 total destinations in a bracket format. We have our group of friends who are voting, but at the same time, we also have it up on the website, so you and anyone whose heart desires may vote on destinations, and whoever is the final winner of this bracket, we as a group are going to go there. So I'm pulling for Acapulco uh, so that we can all go get beheaded uh, by jet ski bandits. So, internet, go vote for Acapulco. Yes. 
Um, honestly, I just, and it's going to sound sappy, but I enjoy hanging out with our friends. I honestly don't care where we go. Um, that's true. Except okay. for, except for New York City, which already lost because I can literally drive there. So. New York City? Get a rope. <laughs> yep. That, that joke will never get old because I still feel like occasionally I see those commercials on YouTube in between yeah. things, but. Oh yeah. It will, it will never die. But yeah, so we um we made a little web page for each, you know, uh, each matchup, and uh, uh, a, a few people associated with Rant Nine, mostly Nora and myself, spent a lot of time putting these together. So please mm -hmm. go look at them. Chris so, just to give you a uh, quick update so far, because the because the uh, contest actually started uh, a week and a half ago. Yeah, somewhere around there. Okay, so we did the play-in games which um, were the eights and nine seeds for each region. And just to give you a quick update, uh, Acapulco destroyed Destin. Um, that's just in Florida, in case you don't Destin, know. Destin, Florida, yes. Uh, Argentina defeated Colombia. Uh, an Amazon cruise defeated Yellowstone. And New York actually defeated Las Vegas. I thought Las Vegas defeated New York. No, no, New York, New York was, was, had, a, had a pretty significant... Yeah, well, I should change that then. Um, yes, it I won. It won uh, fifteen to five or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I must have had reverse because I had Las Vegas winning fifteen to six. So. Yep, you have it backwards. Anyway. So, so now we have, uh, and you can see on the website now uh, we have those results posted, and we have started the next set of uh, four sets of games, which are the two versus seven seeds. So. This is when things are starting to get interesting and, um, you know, to see whether we have a potential upset brewing in, uh, in one of the matchups um, in our group voting, and that is Napa Valley is currently leading Panama. Yeah. yeah. A, there, there is a train that takes you from winery to winery. That train has a murder mystery on it. I think that sounds awesome. Yes. For like a group of four to six people. Yeah, that might be. That I might... am worried that a group of like 15 with Napa wouldn't work. That's, that's, that's why. But I, I feel yeah. like Jeremy would be banned both from that train and from Napa Valley before we I left. thought you were going to say he'd be banned from life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So get on, get on there and vote. So there's some, I mean, there are some really interesting and dare I say compelling matchups that are uh, that are on the doc on the docket, um, so I don't want to you know sway anyone's votes. Uh, I mean, maybe I do, I don't know. but there are certainly some ones that some high seated ones that I'm not super excited about. That we'll see how they play out. That I think could be in trouble. Uh, Hawaii is a one seed in the bracket. I I'm not hugely excited just because it's so damn expensive what you could get. Yeah. You could go to like two other vacations for the price of Hawaii. If, if I'm going to fly that long, I might as well go back to New Zealand. <laughs> exactly. There you go. So there's some exciting ones. One that, um, that are two really exciting under the natural elements to me, that's, that's just, you know, exciting nature stuff is the San Juan islands where you can kayak with orcas versus the Galapagos islands where, I mean, nature, right? I mean, you can go have sex with sea turtles, I think. Um, pretty amazing stuff that I'm really excited about. That's, that's a three, six. That's a really compelling like matchup to me. I think, I think that one could be, uh, the, both of those could be some sleeper ones. 
The only problem with the Galapagos one is it's a long flight. It's basically around the world, but south, you know. Oh, are there any exciting ones that you're uh, really excited about, Jesse? I'm mostly just curious to see what people are interested in. Uh, yeah. I mean, I spent so much time sort of entering the, these into the system, it's hard for me to sort of think of them objectively at this point. Mm-hmm. No, I understand, because a lot of them, nor did Buff did a ton of work, but I did a few of them, and I you know, helped where I could on the ones that she was working on. So I'm, yes, I, I'm a little biased on some of them because I I've, I researched them. So yes. I do think it's interesting going in, you know, when we because we seeded the teams blind, completely blind. So some of the ones that ended up high seeds are are frankly they're going to lose early. They just are uh, because of what we've learned since then. And some of them were areas that we knew nothing about, you know. So things that ended up top half of the bracket were ones just because uh, it seems like cool, and then we read about them and they're either boring or crime ridden. So we're like, yeah, maybe not. I mean, and a, a lot of them, cause we tried to, for our listeners, we tried to keep it to, um, this hemisphere. hemisphere. Yeah. Um, and so, um, a lot of them are like, to me, a lot of them are, a couple of them are just like similar islands that I would do the exact same thing on no matter right. which one we went to. So like, I don't really care which one of those. If so those yeah, if you, in the uh, the sun and sand bracket, for instance, you've got like a group um, that are all kind of in the same general area, like Aruba, U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Lucia, Jamaica, Dominican Republic. I, I, it, to me, you could. I'm sure there are people who feel very strongly about this, but for me, I could probably put them in a hat and draw one and be yeah. just as happy going to one versus the other. But, uh, I don't know, I'd have to look more at the research to see. Some of these have some surprisingly interesting things. There was one that we were hoping, uh, which one was it? I think it's Columbia that lost. In Columbia, you can rent an island. For, like, an affordable price, you can rent your own island. You know, there's there's some interesting things like that that you don't really see a lot. Like uh, Cancun, everybody knows about Cancun or even Playa. You know, it's party stuff. You know, Cancun is for 18 to 22-year-olds. Playa, you know, there's some places for people a little bit older. But we found this island that's off the coast of both that it just sounds really cool. Like, it's less touristy but has awesome beaches. Oh, by the way, you can swim with whale sharks. Yeah. How cool would it be to swim with whale sharks? But, like, they have almost no cars. You People get around on bicycles and go-karts. I mean, not go-karts, golf carts. Uh, buildings are required to be below a certain height because they didn't want it to turn into Senior Frog Island, right? Yes. So <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff that that we found that we knew absolutely had never heard of. That's that's been fun with this. It's learning about some of these destinations that you know places that they may they may not win, but I may we may decide to go there two, three years from now, just because yeah. of the cool stuff that we've learned about. I mean, the, the, the choice you have to make for a, uh, a group as large as this might be is that if we're going to go to a tourist place, let's embrace that, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, if we're going to go to, like, the Atlantis Resort, let's just yes. do that instead of going oh, yeah. to a less, a, a less good version of that. Or let's go to a place really interesting that will be a little more difficult to move around because it's, because it's more difficult to move around and less touristy. Yeah. The one that to me is a real wild card because I think it could lose in the first round or win the whole thing is Cuba. 
Yeah. Because Cuba is going to depend so much on the timing of things. So are more of the travel restrictions going to be lifted? Uh, what are some of the projected, um, you know, developments, renovations of the hotels and stuff like that? Cuba to me would be, if this was a year from now, would probably be the prohibitive favorite. But right now it's the, do you want to go there before it's been sort of, we'll say spoiled by tourists, but at the same time, maybe the hotels aren't as nice. Travel isn't as easy. You have to manufacture reasons for why you're going there in the first place. But like I said, it's also a lot more authentic or go a year, two years from now when there's this, a lot of the things that you'd find in any other tourist destination, but it would still be interesting and different, you know? I think Cuba's still one I have to enter because we didn't have actually have any information about it yet. Because <laughs> like there's we don't know yet. We don't know how much flights cost. We don't know. You can uh, get flight most... information. You just have to estimate a little bit. They, there are flights you can find flights out of Florida, basically. Yeah. So you can get flight information from Miami. There are other port. There are other airports that have flights going to it, but for whatever reason, you can't search for them. But I found a website where you can search for flights. So we can nice. put them in. It's just we have to figure out, okay, are we going to have to get a separate flight to Miami and then there so that that would increase the price of things? It seems like there's going to be a limited service from Boston, but I don't remember. Sure. Well, I mean, I know uh, New York. yeah, I mean, if you're if you're in a JetBlue city, it's a lot easier because um, I think JetBlue's already already sort of there. In a sense, like they yeah. already have flights there, so you can fly from Boston to Miami. Miami, Miami just replaces, you know, uh, Atlanta or Chicago or. It's just your new hub. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, once flights become easier, uh, you know, uh, easier to get and more often, it's gonna be incredibly cheap to fly there because it's ninety miles off the coast of Florida, so it's not far at all. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that uh, that that whole explore culture region is wide open. Nailed it. All right. So go vote. Go vote, people. Yes. I'll, go I'll, to the website. Vote. I will put links to the the specific pages with the matchups on in the in the episode notes. So go look there. Yeah. All right. Moving so, on to stuff. Speaking of matchups. Yes. Uh, and I'm gonna set this for five minutes because I don't want to talk about it very long. Ooh. Uh, All right. The presidential election. Uh, honestly the only thing that i've because i i haven't been watching saturday night live a lot but um i've been watching some of the debate clips and those have been really good the the debate parodies alec baldwin has been doing a really good he's been doing a really good trump i've enjoyed some of those i even liked on the last one they had the uh the ken bone moment the ken yeah and then they they asked him you're not you're not going to turn out to be uh, some creep, are you? And he was like, probably, probably, yeah. Poor Ken Bone. <laughs> like, it's not his fault. Like, he's just a regular dude who the Aaron fell in love with because this this uh, presidential election has been a, a a slosh through the worst possible things people could want to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we're we're recording this right before the third presidential debate, where I'm honestly just curious if Donald Trump can stay seated for ninety minutes. So that's even the most interesting thing. That was that was one of the great things on the Saturday Night Live sketch was ha- doing the yeah. for the second debate was you know Trump kind of leering behind except they were yeah. doing like the the um, Jaws yes da, 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 as he would approach and go by. The funny thing is is it's like oh that's exaggerating but really it wasn't like yeah. he was 
he was behind her leering, it seemed, in so many camera shots during the actual debate. I just want, I honestly just want this to be over at this point. I mean, no. it, it looks like at this moment, Hillary Clinton's going to win and probably Electoral College-wise win big, but until it's over, yeah. I don't, I'm not, you know. I'm, I'm really interested to see um, what uh, the the two third, th- uh, third party candidates get in the election um, because both of them are, uh, Gary Johnson is polling double digits in several swing states and uh, Jill Stein, while not in the double digits, is still in, you know, is, I, I think, I think it could be, I would be interested to see, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's the most going to not to neither Democrat or Republican in quite a long time. I, I don't know that it'll be enough to swing the election one way or the other, because at this point, it looks like Hillary's going to win pretty easily. But it would be interesting to see in some of these swing states how close um, Trump and, say, Gary Johnson ends up, because they're I think in New Mexico, he's currently polling at 16 percent. Has any of the Gary Johnson, I'm going to do air quotes, gaffes bothered you in the past couple of weeks? Honestly, no. I mean, the, the the fact is that every presidential candidate has gaffes. And, uh, you know, I understand why people focus on them, but it's it's they're, they're really relatively small issues in my mind. And for one of them, he was he was sitting there asking questions instead of trying to bluff through something he didn't know. I actually appreciated that in a candidate. Instead of lying and pretending he knew something he didn't or making something up as he goes. Basically, that's Hillary and Trump. You know, you got what Trump's saying there. Um, no, and I understand why some people don't like it, but the fact is uh, both Trump and Hillary have made bigger gaffes, but because there is so much focus on them, they, they just sort of fall it would be as though this much later, people were still talking about when Trump thought that Scotland had voted for Brexit instead of overwhelmingly against it, right? To me, yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's, no, it's no real difference. The difference is that Gary Johnson has had so little media attention that they latched onto that. The funny thing is, is he got a lot more name recognition by making a mistake than he did for all the positive things he had done or said, which I think is fascinating. I, 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 again, would like to advocate for a shorter election season because I am so tired. And I love politics. I love politics. And even yeah. I am exhausted by this. Yeah, it uh, is. It's no, it's, it has it has been it's been a very frustrating thing. And you know what? As as much as you know, emotions were really, really high. Um for Bush's second term, right? Bush versus Kerry. There were a lot of severely anti-Bush. And even Obama's second term, there were severely anti-Obama. But I have never felt this kind of vitriol. I mean, like legitimately people thinking and and actually ending friendships over this election. And maybe it's because I've been more insulated and I'm generally around relatively reasonable people, but I don't remember... <laughs> Just, I don't no. remember this kind well, of no, and then anger. The, no, and that's because usually the party candidates aren't throwing gas <laughs> on set fire. Uh-huh. Anyway, all right, that's all we get for politics. Um, generally, uh, from at least one uh, pseudo listener, our least popular subject. Yes. So, so but yes, um, 
I am trying my best to, at this point, ignore any politics on Facebook just because I'm happier when I don't. It doesn't matter whether it's the Democrat relate, the liberal, pro-liberal, pro-Republican, anti-whatever, libertarian, anything. It all is just so draining. No, again, if, if, you're, if you're feeling exhausted by this, I would suggest go to Reddit search for the subreddit awe a w w w and it's just uh an entire page of adorable animal pictures so it makes you feel better trust me i look at it almost every night before i go to bed oh i'm happy so how do you feel about um odd animal friendships they're one of uh, my favorite things i love odd animal friendships they're the best yeah are there pictures of those oh yes on. there are gifts of those like big dogs putting their arms around cats and oh. you know zoo animals befriending each other yes it's very heartwarming it's ah, so great i like i like it uh there was one i i want to say it was a dog and an elephant maybe where the dog would like jump on the elephant that was pretty amazing they're all great so yeah this election season uh look at adorable animal pictures yeah okay so speaking of uh pictures um so I think I've seen a couple movies since the last time we talked. Um, one was a bit of a disappointment. Um, now, I for a lot of these movies, I'll say when uh, movies, especially the DC movies or even Ghostbusters, when they're getting really bad press, I like to wait until my expectations have been beaten to the point where I can enjoy the movie. So Suicide Squad, I will say that there were a lot of things about that movie that I really enjoyed. Um, much, but much like Batman vs. Superman, the movie as a whole was not great. I was largely entertained by it, and there were some great individual um, performances, and I left thinking how much better it could have been, I think is, is what I felt. That's every DC movie over the past like five years. It does, it does feel that way, but honestly, for the, the last several, um, I've done the same thing. I've waited so I think I enjoyed Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Suicide Squad a lot more than, say, people who went the opening weekend and were really excited about it for that reason. But, you know, uh, I don't know how true this is, but I read that um, the director who made who did that um, had, had mostly what he had directed before that were trailers. And frankly, it felt like a full-length trailer. It really did. Just because it felt like there were great and interesting spots, you know, great quotes, you know, nice little quips. Uh, but overall it just was lacking. I mean, he, he um, I believe his, he's also, he did a lot of writing for a lot of the DC movies. I had done. Like, I think he helped write most of the Christian Bale Batman movies, if I uh, remember correctly. Um, so he can do good things. Yeah. The, you know, I, it seems like, I don't know how I feel about, um, the Joker, though, it, there were so many weird things. I felt like at times, you know, he was really good, and I thought there was some good stuff um, uh, with him as a character, but there's also weird times where he was way too organized, and that bothered me. He's supposed to be, you know, sort of a, supposed to be kind of chaos, you know, yeah. that's kind of his thing. And so having him wearing a tactical uniform with his name on the suit was just weird to me. Yeah, or no. Having him wear a suit. He's supposed to be chaotic evil. Like that's yes. his, that's his, that's uh, his thing. 
Um, I, I did not see Suicide Squad. I haven't seen. It's worth seeing. Honestly, Suicide Squad's worth seeing. It's just. I'll see it eventually. Yeah, um, I just uh, I, I can't remember the last movie I saw. I'll be honest yeah. with you. It's been a while. The other one, I think it was. It might even have been the same weekend. I don't remember for sure, but uh, I saw Mag- uh, Magnificent Seven, which is really entertaining. Um, I would say that I don't know if it's nostalgia or not, but I don't think it's quite as good as the prior Magnificent Magnificent Seven with Yul Brenner and. Uh, certainly not as good as Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, but um, it was it was entertaining. That I mean, Chris Pratt was great. Denzel Washington is great. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, I think, definitely stole some scenes in it. But it's it, I I highly recommend it. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. You know, kind of kind of reminds me of Ghostbusters in that if. If you go in thinking nothing could be as good as the original and you go in with that attitude, you probably won't like it as much. But if you go in thinking, hey, here's a movie I want to see, you'll probably like it. As a Kate McKinnon fanboy, I incredibly enjoyed Ghostbusters because mm-hmm. I love watching her and Leslie Jones work. And oh, that yeah. is what that movie pretty much was. And it was great. Have you have you seen the extended edition no, yet? No, I have not. I need to. I, I want to see it. I've heard it, it kind of fills in some of the jumps and holes that were in the movie. but. Yeah. No, I, I really liked Ghostbusters. I um, I, I, don't, I didn't get the angst or hate for it. No, but it, wasn't as, yeah. it wasn't as good as the original. Okay, fine. Um, but it was still awesome. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, in addition, some, uh, uh, Luke Cage is, is really good. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth watching. Even if uh, apparently Luke Cage is too conservative? What? I don't know. I, there was some article about um, basically saying that Luke Cage was espousing conservative ideals or something. Basically, it was an article basically implying that he was uh, uh, Uncle Tom. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of like the one you were making fun of that said that uh, Captain America was a libertarian douche. Oh, yeah. Or like the the, the, ones, the articles where conservatives love the Empire and Star Wars. Yes. Like, yeah. just stop it, people. Just okay. Quit trying to politicize things. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There are, there are some very topical political. I mean, the fact is, it is about a bulletproof uh, black man in a hoodie. Yeah. Just, I'm just saying, you know, there are. There, you're not going to get away from some political yes. overtones. Yes, it, it's not a non-political show. Yes, like, it, like I mean, I'm, the complaints that people were saying was that it was too black, and I'm like, um, it's a story about a, a black superhero. Like, what exactly were you expecting? See, I don't, I don't, I don't get. I, I guess I don't understand what is meant by too black. I mean, it's not like that's what racist people say when there aren't enough white people in things. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, like I was trying to figure out. It's not like I mean, yes, there are. Harlem specific stuff going on because it yeah. happens in Harlem. But, you know, I don't know what it's not like everybody is speaking in unintelligible ebonics. Or so. I don't, I, like you said, I don't know wow. what black means. God, I haven't heard ebonics spoken aloud in like a decade. <laughs> wow. What happened to that? Bring it back. Um, it back. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't believe Donald uh, Trump hasn't mentioned that yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, he, he loves the blacks. He said he it, does. So. He does. In the, uh, except for the inner city. Because they yeah, all have guns. It's a war zone. Everyone dies. It is a war zone. Uh-huh. I, seriously, I've never met a more black and white, like, speaking person. Like, as a candidate, like, there is no gray in his world at all. All right, I'm pausing uh, because you're stepping all I'm over. Sorry. I'm sorry. Pop culture time with your political talk. I'm sorry. Are you done? I'm done. Are you done? Are you sure? I'm done. I want that 30 seconds back. All right. You, you, you can talk about anything you want for 30 seconds. Anything I want? Anything you want. 
So I'm reading an interesting book right now. It's called The Girl with All the Gifts. Um, Perfect. With a T. Um, she, she doesn't have all of the animated um, for, for our listeners, I'm visual gag. We haven't done a good visual gag in a while. Jesse's I'm visual, visual gag. I'm moving like gifts too. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's like a sort of interesting taste take on like zombie story. Uh, I haven't seen the uh, trailer. I've been waiting, but I guess they're making oh, a movie. And yes, the trailer the, for it. I saw the trailer. The trailer's good. Like I haven't even read the yeah. story, but the trailer's good. It's good. It's it's a good book. So I actually. Nora had read it and she wanted to talk about it. So I took a pause in uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell to uh, read this. How are, you, how, are you enjoy, how, how are you enjoying that so far? It's good. It is a slow start, we'll say. Yeah, it's a slow burn. Like, it even, is a slow burn. Even for like a Neil Stevenson book, it's a slow burn. <laughs> um, yeah, it it's, takes... It's not a Neil Stevenson book. I'm just saying Neil Stevenson also likes a slow no, burn. I know, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm resuming the timer now. Okay. okay. No, I, I I really like um, both both of those books, and I'm I, I actually watched one episode of the BBC show, and I was like, oh wow, they skipped oh yeah a lot of stuff. Seriously, like the first like I don't know third of that book is just not unnecessary, <laughs> but it's slow. Like the uh, history I, of the history of people not doing things. <laughs> it's basically what it is. Oh uh, yeah, but. Um, from what I what I watched of the BBC show, the the first episode was really good, and I've heard really good things about it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to it once I finish the book. But the girl with all the gifts is good. I also recently read um, the girl on the train. Oh yeah, which is also so was, a movie. Yes, that's also a movie. Um, but same thing. Uh, Nora read it and she wanted to talk about it, so she had me read it. Um, it's similar to Gone Girl in that. You have a lot of unreliable narrators, um, a lot of unlikable people as the narrators. There's not really a, a hero, I would say. There's no one that's, uh, every every character is flawed. I mean, the I don't want to give anything away, but the least flawed character, the one that I like the most, is still incredibly unethical. Um, so yeah, but it's it's worth, it's worth it's worth a read, or if not, I guess probably watch the movie. I haven't watched it, so that's good. Um, if I may pimp uh, two books, I'm one I just finished, and one I'm currently reading. I uh-huh. finished the last, the book number seven in the Temeraire series, the alt history of the Napoleonic Wars, where dragons exist. Hey, remember uh, how we were talking about it, and we discovered that I had actually read and yes. owned the first book and didn't realize it. <laughs> uh, it's funny how that happens. You had talked about the plot so many times. And until I actually saw the book and it triggered the memory of me reading it. It's um, so, you know, seven books. The the plot did drag at a couple times of in, in those seven books. But did it drag on? Yeah. Because yeah. it's uh, got dragons in it. But it, it had a very happy ending. Not happy ending. It had a very good ending for a story. And then I, I moved right to her other book called Uprooted, which completely different universe whatever and that book unlike the Timur series starts at 11 and continues at 11 like i i oh, can't wow. put it down like it the there's no the, the climax has been the entire book so far like oh, she wow. she builds a world really quickly and you get thrown to the action very quickly and it's really good i don't i don't know much longer it is but fantastic it's called uprooted her name is uh naomi novik uh, okay. you should check it out i am also very excited to eventually read the ahsoka book that came out a couple days ago Oh yes. Which by the way, if you're an audiobook person, is read by 
the woman who voiced Ahsoka in the cartoons. So. Oh, nice. Yes. So. Is it the, by the way, I, it sounded like is it the same person from Clone Wars? Yes. Doing it both. Yes. Okay. Uh, Ashley Edelston. Am I pronouncing her last name right? Eccleston. Mm. Edelston. What was that? Speaking. Edelstein. Edelstein or Stein. Eckstein. Anyway, Google it. We people. should talk. We should talk more about what her name is. Steenstein. Um. So Victor speaking Stein. of that. I don't. I don't remember if we talked about it the last time we were on. I finished Clone Wars and yeah, yeah. started Rebels. Clone Wars was. Oh, I think. I, I think I did mention it because I mentioned how angry I was because it made me want to rewatch some of the yeah. prequels. Um, but Rebels, I've really enjoyed Rebels um, so far. Finished the first season, and I'm. I think I've got maybe two episodes left in the second season, and the third season's underway. But I would highly recommend it. I, yes. I know it's on Disney XD, but I would say it is dare I say, more adult than Clone Wars was? I think Clone Wars spent a lot more time trying to be a children's cartoon until it figured out it didn't need to be that and became more serious. I feel like Rebels figured that out halfway through its first season Mm -hmm. and has been going much more serious since then. When it it went from Monster of the Week to more of a... The story, yes. Story arc. Yeah. I mean, you're constantly worried that all these characters are going to die horribly at some point, but Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's fun. I, I like Rebels a lot. It's weird. The animation style is not the same as the Clone yeah, Wars. So when I, I, it does kind of jump because yes. of that. Like so spoiler alert, when like there's video clips of um, Anakin Skywalker and when oh, yeah. Ahsoka shows up, she looks she obviously looks different. She sounds the same, which is great. Um she's obviously older. Yeah, I was gonna say Ahsoka's older, so she would yes. but you know, they do if you are a fan of uh if you were a fan of Clone Wars, you absolutely should watch Rebel because they bring oh, back they bring back a lot of awesome characters. Yes. To that from the from the from Clone Wars. My um, my favorite character, Hondo the Pirate. I know. I love Hondo. When is, when right. is he going to show up in, in Galaxy of Heroes? Galaxy of Heroes, people. I know you're listening. Where is my Hondo? Where is he? We need Hondo. We need Hondo. Hondo's great. The, um, one, the one thing the Star Wars universe is 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 good for it's it's big enough that you can have a ridiculous pirate stereotype alien. Yeah. And he, and he fits in perfectly because like <laughs> yeah that would work somewhere. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. He's great. But no, um, Rebels has been fun. And yeah, speaking of that similar time period, uh, the new Rogue One trailer, I really enjoyed it. I thought it looked a lot better. Uh, may I say again, if you watch Clone Wars and want to rewatch the prequels, read the third book instead of watching the third movie. The third book was really great. Like, it really did a good job of explaining how the Jedi were, th- were that dumb. So, yeah. And how Anakin was actually tempted to the dark side. It makes a lot more sense. In story form. Although, I mean, if you think about it, the Clone Wars did a good job of fleshing out some yeah. of that turn. Of of at least laying the groundwork for why he would be susceptible to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes it a little more interesting. And yeah. The, I mean, like, the, the fact that someone like Palpatine could be that nefarious. To, like, start a war just to corrupt his, his enemy long enough to then destroy them. Like, it's, not only is it cold, it is, like, such a slow burn. Yeah. And like since since you never get to see it from his perspective, you know, mm-hmm. other than other than in the Clone Wars really, where you get to see him his machinations, it just he just sort of appears in the movies. He's like, ah, I'm evil. But like it in the the Clone Wars in the book really do a much better job of showing how evil how evilly awesome he is instead of just like yeah. evil evil. Yeah. Yeah. But, so the um but yeah, that that was cool. The oh, the new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer dropped yes, today. Yes, dropped today. Uh, it looks a lot of fun. I love Lil Groot at the end. I know that was great. The because because you don't. I mean, they don't show him all through, and then you see um, Rocket shooting a hole, and you see 
kind of on a juxtaposition, you see little Groot on his shoulder, which is awesome. I loved the conversation between uh, Drax and Star Lord. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Drax trying to give him a hug, and Star Lord. You, like, no. you, you need somebody pathetic like you. <laughs> like he's like, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, actually, we're only a couple of weeks away from Doctor Strange. Yeah, so I'm. That'll be good. I'm excited for Doctor Strange because it looks crazy. I know. Cr- seriously crazy. Uh, like between between Doctor Strange the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and the next Thor movie. Marvel's going real weird real quick, and I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. they're going more sci-fi, fa- almost fantasy-esque. Um, after well, they're, like, bringing, the, they're starting to bring in the, the, the mystical, which is yeah. a big part. And, and actually, the next uh, Netflix series should do that as well. Iron Fist is the sort of same thing. And uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I actually i am still catching up on I'm almost finished with last season, so I haven't started this season. But they're starting to bring in that mystical element as well with yeah. uh, Ghost Rider. Yeah, I mean, you have to eventually, like, uh, Marvel, I feel Marvel's being very smart about this. They're bringing it in slowly because you can't just throw, you can't just throw, you know, um, Doctor Strange on people. You have to build to it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that is a exception level weird, like the, the trailer. Um, I'm hoping for at least one Rick and Morty joke in there since uh, <laughs> yeah. he was hired to write some things. Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. So th- 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 there's going to be some weird sci-fi references at some point. So yeah. also apparently his... <laughs> I just, if someone like on the side screams that, that'd be great. <laughs> That's right. uh, or if the ancient one says, uh, I'm a bit of a stickler. I'm going to need to see your short game. God, that'd be great. The plant, <laughs> plant, the Mises. Uh, so did you catch in like one of the most recent trailers where they talk about his cloak and it's like the cloak of levitation. I'm like, I'm like, okay. So the cloak lets, allows him to fly. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I actually uh, made that one 15 minutes since we only spent five minutes on politics. So I said that's we could spend more time on the more fun uh, topic. Yes. So, um, yes. Uh, final thoughts. Final thoughts. I would like to recommend I'll put in the show notes. There's a very funny like Tumblr conversation about Star Trek that was going around the past couple days about how the federations like the america of technology where they're just always throwing shit together and trying crazy things and how the rest (laughs) of the universe is like whoa slow down they're like let's set it on fire it's a great comment it's a great like back and forth between some people i'll post on the show notes too because it's really funny speaking Uh, of star trek uh on the plane ride to denver i watched star trek insurrection a highly underrated star trek movie yes i don't understand why people hate it hate on it so much they hate it because at the time it seemed like a very expensive episode. But in hindsight, it is the funniest of the Next Generation movies for sure. And you know just, what? I right, like to it watch. Does, it does feel like an extended episode. It is but also. You know what? I yeah. don't think that's a bad thing. No, it's also the most I would say hippie liberal of the Next Generation <laughs> movies. I mean, it is super liberal. It is. I mean, literally, Picard says forced relocation like seventeen times. <laughs> it really does. Oh yeah, yeah. But that that's always fun. Um, also, F. Murray Abraham. So yes. I have a signed um, copy of that movie with by I got F. Murray Abraham to sign it. He really? looked at he looked at me disdainfully, but he signed it. So, <laughs> so you're saying he's not excited about that? No, no. Uh, I share about my copy like my copy of Amadeus too. So the show, <laughs> the show that I do like have higher culture things. But mm-hmm. Insurrection is a great Star Trek movie. If you've not watched it or if you haven't watched it in like a decade, go back and watch it. Yeah, it's and it holds up too. I, I think it did. I I really enjoyed the. Um, you know, the, the, the musical bit um, is always fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just fun. Everyone's having fun, that movie. Ready for a knockdown, bro. Uh, 
Yeah, Gorge. but it, you know, it's it's obvious that everybody's having fun. Yeah. During that uh, movie. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think one of my favorite. It's some of my favorite Riker. Yeah. Oh yeah, director. Riker. Like he, I mean, he directed it. Like there's some good. There's some good Riker in there. It's just all funny. Everyone's getting one-liners. Uh huh. You know. No, it's it's a it's it's a fun rewatch if you haven't watched it in a while, and if you've never seen it, you should definitely watch it. Watch it. Also, the, after you watch it, YouTube the deleted scenes of it. There's a scene of Riker and um, uh, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Deanna in like the the Enterprise library and they get shushed by the Enterprise librarian. I'm like, oh, wait, awesome. wait, what? Why is there an Enterprise <laughs> librarian? But it's so great. It's just a fun uh, scene. That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I I need to find that. I I did not know about the deleted scene. Also, go buy like a digital download of Beyond so it makes more money because it was really good and people didn't go see it. So, which what? The the most recent Star Trek movie. Oh, I, I thought that was a lot of fun. It, you know, in the same way that Insurrection felt kind of like an extended episode, this one this one felt like, this uh, in some ways felt the most like Star Trek, the original series to yeah. me. It felt like, uh, you know, an updated extended episode. But I, I thought, I really, I enjoyed it too. It was no. a lot of fun. From the moment the aliens at the beginning, it was as soon as you discover that they're tiny, I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm in <laughs> on this movie. Seven Peg understands what I like about this. Uh-huh. That's what's so crazy that it, so if you were turned off by the trailer, don't, I mean, the, the trailer was done to try to sell it really to probably casual fans is my guess. Yeah. The trailer, uh, I mean, while there are some, there are definitely action scenes, stuff like that, which you want in a Star Trek anyways. I, I would say that that the trailers didn't adequately represent the movie itself. No. You know, I think, I think I, I feel most Star Trek fans have, understood that the movies have to be a little more action-packed than the shows do, because the shows can be slow. But the movies need to have some action to it, because they can't all be Star Trek the motion picture, which, if you haven't seen it, is like eight hours long and nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, do, uh, let's see, do I have any... I already talked about some of the... I already talked about the books I'm reading, the shows I'm watching, I think. Um, there's a show I started watching that... I can't remember the name of it now. It's, uh, you know, it's fine. I'll bring it up next time. Yeah, I see it made. I see it made a permanent impact on you. <laughs> well, I just I can't remember the name, and I, I because I I stopped to watch Luke Cage, and is it, not... is it is it on cable TV? Is it on network TV? Is it on Netflix? It's, on, it's actually on network TV. It's about uh, a woman who dies, and they think that she's a different person, so she gets into heaven, and she shouldn't. Oh, uh, oh God, yeah, it's on Fox. A good uh, life, good life, or the, the good place. It's called the good the place, good place, which yes. I talked about because I saw the pilot at uh, in Comic Con. Right. It, it is, so it is great. It's, just fun. it's it's by the guy who's done Brooklyn Nine Nine and The Office. It's very funny. It's very weird, but very uh, funny. Yeah. Speaking of, I was worried about they did a new girl. They were doing a new girl Brooklyn Nine Nine crossover. I was yeah, worried. They both the got crossover. Yes, and the and the actual crossover part was like five minutes of each yeah. episode. It wasn't it wasn't much. So. If you're worried about a uh, bone sleepy hollow situation, don't worry. Also, those shows suck anyway. No. Okay. W- one day we might have to do like a live view. Uh, a, we'll record a viewing of us watching the bone sleepy hollow crossover as we yell at it. <laughs> yeah, I know. We we keep ripping on it, but we haven't yeah, actually we haven't seen it. it. Yeah, I feel bad. Maybe it's excellent. Part of me feels bad about ripping on it, but I'm like, there's no way it's good. No way. They canceled almost human. They canceled yeah. Firefly. They kept that garbage. So yeah. they kept Bones on for like fifteen years. Yep. Bones is the worst. Yes. Wait. What? So what, oh, and they canceled the grinder. So fuck you, Fox. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're the worst. Yeah. 
The grinder never settles, but no. Fox does. The grinder lives forever. Yeah. I know those Fox executives are listening and they caught that burn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick Fox burn. <laughs> yeah. Can somebody call the, the doctor because uh, all those Fox executives are headed to the burn ward. <laughs> uh, they have, uh, they have yeah. job. Come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, final plug, if uh, you're in uh, Tulsa and uh, you like riding bikes and drinking beers, um, uh, I am helping host an event. Is, so get on Facebook and search for Haunted Hub Crawl, and it's a uh, pub crawl on bikes. We're wearing costumes um, and drinking beer. So go find it or just give us money. Nothing like, okay. drunk, nothing like drunk bike riding. Yeah. It's no safe, hands. Probably. There, people wear helmets, so it's fine. Okay, yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, if you're in Boston, do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> All right. There, uh, there, there are literally more things to do than people exist. So, in true. the area. Speaking of that, uh, WizardCon is this weekend in Tulsa, and I'm excited about it. Uh, Who's the special, like, did you buy the special package? I did not do any special packages. Uh, I just, last time we did that, every person we bought for uh, uh, canceled. So we figured, hey, we don't want people to cancel, so we'll just not buy them because that's logic. Um, but yeah, Sebastian Stan is going to be there, so that'll be fun. There's uh, Shatner's back. A bunch, there's a bunch of people who are back. Um, uh, what's her name? The, the crazy chick from Harry Potter. Luna. Luna Lovegood. I, I don't remember the actress's name. She's going to be there. Uh, Billy Boyd is going to be there. I'm hoping he sings the songs. I'm pretty sure someone will ask him to sing a song. So, I'm sure he will. I feel like, and I'm I'm sorry I didn't put this on the vacation bracket when we first started making it, but like you know, there are there's a Star Trek convention cruise that we could oh go God. on. Oh God. Be amazing. Anyway. Oh God. All right, and uh, also seriously, people, go to rant9.com, vote on our our bracket. It'll be fun. Share it with other people. Uh, yeah. It'll be yes, fun. Co- comment. You know, or you know, just comment in our Facebook post about it because you can't yeah. figure out how websites work. Yep. Unnamed person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So and, this conversation has been a complete waste of time. Yeah. So. Goodbye. I hope I hope our listeners saw how much we tried to stay on topic, and I hope that you appreciate that because yep. it was really hard for us. This conversation has been slightly less of a, a waste of slightly less time. There we go. Nailed it. Good. Right. Well. See you later.